Alright, Fold, here's that 20-minute plot synopsis that I sped through in the last episode just because uh, I couldn't fit 20 minutes in there on just talking about one particular comic book. But I know there's going to be some people out there who want to know what the whole um, episode was about or what the whole uh, volume was about. And, and here's the, the full thing. A two-minute plot synopsis turned into a 20-minute discussion. So enjoy this one. Uh, for those of you guys who want it, I'm just going to put it out there as a bonus episode. Um, so take a look, and maybe it might inspire you to uh, purchase that comic book. All right, sounds good. You guys, enjoy. Because <laughs> I did not catch how the heck is Clark Kent in space right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Do we should we do like a plot synopsis? Let's do a plot synopsis. Do do a plot synopsis for everybody because nobody okay. everybody's oh, like, no. what is David talking about? Yeah, here's the problem. I'm trying to remember everything because I just realized I read this about a month ago. Oh, okay. But and then I read like 98 books since then. But you want me to do the plot synopsis for you? What do you remember it all? Or? Well, yeah, I read it. And I read it. I read four today. of them yesterday and two of them today. So yeah, there was. Uh, so basically the um superman is kind of established as like 5 years into his his life there in uh metropolis and um the uh, like we mentioned before um Morgan Edge had kind of bought the Daily Planet. Lois Lane is now an anchor producer person uh and not so much like head of broadcast. There you go. She's head or of broadcast. Head of- or the producer of like the evening news. Right. It's, and so she's not really in the paper anymore and um Clark Kent is kind of flaky on a lot of stuff um and so she's but she's directing news people and it seems more more like Jimmy uh, Jimmy Olsen he he's usually just a a picture guy he's holding a camera now and a microphone uh but Heather Kelly who's a character I don't know who that is either she's new. She, she seems to be some kind of love interest with with Clark Kent but also the new reporter but she's a kind of a live action reporter um and so basically what happens is there is uh all, there's this new award thing going on they're they're reestablishing the planet and they put the new globe on there because the old planet crumbled it was destroyed in some kind of event that I don't know about because it was a No, it was a, it's a demo, it's a it's they, an implosion. It was an implosion? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They built a new building and then they imploded. Okay, I got that. Okay. The old one. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so they imploded the old one, and then uh, in some, it was an astrodome. Is was that the place where there was this fire that starts flickering on this, uh, on yes. the the screen, and the uh, and the guy Mac, who's the, who's the security guy, he says, "I'm going to go check this thing out because it's got to be a glitch. Because if it was a real fire, then the smoke detectors would go off or whatever." And the fire kind of eats him, and then kind of just gets this big massive fire and obviously superman comes out for this massive fire that seems to be tethered to this astrodome and this fire has a it has a person kind of in it or is a person and everything that this fire touches turns into fire rather than catching fire so things don't catch fire they literally become fire which was interesting and um and so Superman's trying to fight this thing, and it's speaking in this weird language. The only thing that Superman can understand from it is the word Krypton. And so he uh, he manages to beat down this thing and make the fire go away and by taking it out into space. And rather than, um, uh, rather than all the destruction of the fire being destroyed, the things that became fire just became unfire for some reason. And so the guy that was consumed in the fire, this Mac. guy Mac... He was just laid up, and he be, was put in a coma, and we're like, that was weird, and that was kind of the end of the first issue. 
the second issue picks up and um and superman ends up fighting this this other creature but what was interesting about this creature is superman can't see or hear or or sense this creature in any kind of way he's invisible of some but only to superman everybody else can see him uh and so he ends up um being able to see him which this doesn't make sense to me <laughs> he was able to see him on screen so i'm not sure how that worked but it's like a backwards vampire (laughs) yeah that's a good way to explain that so superman couldn't see him in real life but if he was on a camera and he saw the screen then superman could see him on the screen and then he was able to fight him from there same story this guy um this guy vanishes and ends up being this uh homeless person vasquez um or was it velasquez maybe it was velasquez uh, was his last name <laughs> and um he was just a, a this uh, this homeless guy uh and so he ends up in a coma uh, and then and then the third issue uh comes out and maybe this is the third issue now I'm probably mixing some of these up around That's all right. But anyway, the the next person that he fights is this ice lady, right? And this one happens in his apartment that was destroyed. Was that destroyed or was that imploded? I it was his old uh, his old apartment, Clark Kent's old yeah. apartment. They were gonna, yeah. I think they were just gonna tear it down or something. Right. There's some kind of backstory about um, uh, something that Morgan had purchased or more uh, that Morgan was doing that was causing a lot of um, people to lose jobs or uh, be displaced for whatever reason. And um, and Clark Kent was kind of pursuing that in in print because Clark Kent was still writing for the Planet or whatever. Uh, anyway, the, he sent, uh he was being flaky because this is all weird, and I'm not sure when he stopped being Superman at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was – so he sent Heather Kelly to the apartment to pick up the scoop and to see what's going on. Um, he was supposed to meet her. He was supposed to meet her there and kind of flaked. And then by the time he shows up, she's like, oh, it's getting cold, and she turns into this ice lady, you know, and, and so he f- starts fighting this ice lady. And then he he shoots his uh, – and the ice lady, the fire guy, and the visible guy all spoke this foreign language that didn't make any sense except for the word Krypton, which he, which he understood. And so he's he's fighting with this ice lady, and he decides to shoot his heat revision at um, Heather Kelly, which I'm not sure why he thought that would work, but it clearly did. <laughs> and so – so that worked, and then the ice lady dies, or not dies, but vanishes, and then um, Heather Kelly ends up in a coma or kind of disappears from the scene, and then uh, uh, the, the next issue picks up. This is issue four. It picks up, and she's somehow fine, and it showed earlier that the transient guy who had disappeared and was that, that invisible thing – uh velasquez or whatever his name was he got into the hospital where the other guy mac was in a coma and he hit him and them he woke up out of the coma and they walked out of the hospital so now we have these all these creatures that were um people i guess some they were i guess hosts for this yeah they're like hosts for this creature um they they are all three kind of out there and so heather kelly goes on the news with this guy um william mccoy billy mccoy who him I didn't know either, and so he's new too. <laughs> so Billy McCoy is pretty kinda... much any of these guys you don't know, but Morgan Edge, yeah, are <laughs> all new characters. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if General Lane was a new character. No, he's no, he's old. I, I seem I felt like he was old, but he he reminded me so much of um, Thunderbolt Ross. 
yeah, than anything else. I'm like this. This feels more like like the Hulk yeah. than it does Superman right now, and his the way he would speak. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Bill McCoy has this uh, has this he's has this interview with Heather Kelly, the the possessed lady who was the Ice Lady. And she's acting all like normal, and she's actually covering for Clark Kent. And and then so Clark shows up there, and he wants to see that she's okay. And then she reveals like, "Oh, I know who you are because I'm this alien lady that you were killing earlier, or that you were fighting earlier." And there ends up, um, they go out, they disappear from there, and I'm not sure how they get to the um, back to Clark's old apartment, but they show up at Clark's old apartment, and now it's all three of them that are there. There's that. Um, that invisible thing, the fire thing, and the ice thing, and it ends up in this fire ice tornado or whatever, and at the center of the fire ice tornado is Superman, and as you can guess, Superman is now being possessed. He's a, he, you know, this is coming into the end of the fourth issue and the, into the fifth issue, I think, or maybe it's the fifth issue into the sixth issue. Are you I doing all this from memory? Yeah. This is pretty good. <laughs> You got names and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like Blonde Reporter and Bill <laughs> O'Reilly guy. That's, well, it helped that a lot of these I was reading out loud with Joel sitting here next to me because he was like, he loves comic books. And so oh, how did he like it? He thought it was awesome, <laughs> except for he didn't like it when Superman gets bad. But we'll talk about that in a second. So Superman uh, and all the, the news reporters or whatever, this was the part that was like kind of over the top for me. And I, and I get that they were like, it's a comic book. And these are news reporters, you know, talking about what's happening, but they kept pointing out, "Oh, it looks like Superman's absorbing all of this, all of this stuff." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I can see that because that's what's drawn, right? It looks very much like like he's absorbing." Mean, you don't have to tell me as the reader. Oh, but. you will hate old comic books, uh, like '60s comic books. They tell you absolutely everything. They pretty much do because they're written for seven-year-olds. Oh, oh, that makes and sense. Well, this one clearly isn't written for a seven-year-old. Oh, no, 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 nothing. No, 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 nothing in the last like 30, 40 years is it written. No, 40, 50? I don't know. Starting around 1970, things got a little more. Yeah, gee, that's 50 years now. <laughs> things got a little more advanced. But yeah. if you read something from the 60s, especially old DC books, it's very much like. I'm gonna run into this room and turn this light off. And yeah, <laughs> and that's what he draws. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's how I felt at some of these parts. I'm like, really? That's kind of obvious. And so um, some comics are like that, but, but old he... Silver Age books, effing <laughs> littered with it. So anyway, he absorbs this 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 being into himself. And then all of a sudden, um, he's like, "Oh, everything's all good now. I'm gonna go be. Uh, I'm gonna go." What was the line? He says something like, I'm going to go save the city, right? And Bill Bill (laughs) O'Reilly, Billy, (laughs) Billy McCoy, McCoy. he's like, he's like, that's interesting language because Superman usually says to protect the city. He doesn't have a messiah complex, but now all of a sudden he does have this messiah complex. And Superman goes out and he goes and he visits all these old villains that in the last five years he had put away. So oh, these, yeah, yeah, these robots that um, were kind of being uh, uh, researched or whatever by the military, he goes in and he just destroys the lab. Uh, and then even that giant monkey that that was a ripoff of oh, a Marvel Ty- character. No, well, that's actually an old Superman. <laughs> oh, good. I hope so. 
Titano. <laughs> Titano. So he's, he he goes and he kills. Like, it was sad. Like, I'm sitting here reading with Joel, and Joel's like, did he kill the monkey? I'm like, yeah, dude, he killed the monkey. I probably shouldn't have read this with you, but it wasn't this dark until just now. And well, then- <laughs> maybe you, I would have said, ah, oh, well, it's a robot monkey. Don't worry. <laughs> but... And then he goes to that um, random terrorist group that, the, or the, I'm, and and you didn't have any any notion about this terrorist group except for the in in the recap with of the from the first issue that was talked about that he fought some aerial, I can't even remember what they were called, but the, these they were like sky pirate kind of guys yeah. or something. And the whole point was like Superman, you can't save everyone, and so they kind of put it this save either or kind of deal, and he put them in jail. But he then he goes he he seeks them out and he kills them. And then he hears this Billy McCoy guy on the news basically talking bad about him. And so he goes and he grabs Billy McCoy and he hangs him upside down off the top of the Daily Planet. He's like, you know, you're you're creating dissidents and I'm trying to create this perfect world or whatever. And so you need to die too. And he drops him. And I'm like, holy crap, he just, he just dropped this guy. And that's where Supergirl comes out from nowhere, saves this guy. And she only speaks Kryptonian right now. And, um... Apparently, real Superman doesn't speak Kryptonian that well, but uh, this fake Superman does, and so he's speaking this fake, uh, he's speaking this Kryptonian to her, and she's like, "I don't know where you learned Kryptonian so well, but I'm going to beat you up right now." And clearly, she doesn't. She gets a butt kick. She gets her butt kicked real bad, and then that's another one where they're like, "Oh, this beating is just so severe." And let me, I can see it. Right? He shot her with her laser eyes. Yeah, she clearly shot her with her laser eyes again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> and um, and then uh, and then Lois Lane is calling calling Clark Kent, which I guess his cell phone is connected to the suit in some kind of way, which I didn't get that either. But yeah, it's in his pocket. Uh, in his pocket, yeah, <laughs> yeah. seen Superman's suit. <laughs> back his back pocket. His back pocket. That's why it's he has covered, the cape. It's covered by the cape, <laughs> so you don't see the bullets of the cell phone. <laughs> So, oh my goodness! No one's gonna want to listen to this episode. I don't know. I thought, but anyway, somehow uh, Clark Kent, who's in space, who's super bad, he hears Lois screaming out for him. You know, Clark, Clark, and then he races in just before evil Superman's about to kill Supergirl, and then he he starts fighting with himself, and he says, "Sorry, guy." He basically grabs himself and he flies off into space. He's and as he's doing this, he's shouting back to the city, sorry, this isn't this is an imposter. I'm gonna go make sure he doesn't hurt anybody again. Flies into space. Turns out that this guy's from this um Jazur or, or this planet Jazur. I'm not really sure if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah. it's a, not, not fake important. comic book planet, right? Fake comic book planet Jazur that was destroyed by um by Brainiac, the collector of worlds. Wow, you figured that out yourself. Oh yeah, Brainiac's always a collector of worlds, isn't he? But they didn't call him Brainiac. Oh, oh, did I just? They call him the collector of worlds, but you figured out it was Brainiac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoilers: the collector of worlds is Brainiac. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> slightly impressed. Unless they did, but I'm slightly impressed. No, they that I knew because uh, that's that's his whole thing. Is like, I, his, I like yeah, that's his mo. Yeah, I like things that are cool. So I'm gonna. So I want the last Kryptonian, and I want I, I want this. This this uh, creature ends up being this technology from this planet that was designed to kind of protect the planet. If something gets destroyed, it's nanites, and it goes and it rebuilds it, which threw me way back into Doctor Who. I don't know if you know um, Doctor Who much at all, but they had this fantastic episode um, uh, years ago 
Uh, it might have actually been right around 2011, um, okay. maybe maybe before then. But uh, it was this episode, I think it was called Where's My Mummy or Who's My Mummy or whatever. And it was the creepiest thing. It was this this little kid with a gas mask on. And this little kid with a gas mask on just kept popping up out of nowhere and saying, oh, are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? Yeah, like, are you my mother? <laughs> right, exactly. And and like, and like everything that he would come by, he would just start like – killing or or it would just start turning into these 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 um uh zombies with these uh um gas masks over their face and they're all looking out for his mummy what he would end up turning out doctor who found out was that this this child was damaged during the war and these nanites um came and tried to repair him but since they didn't have any um they didn't have any uh, uh, knowledge of the human species. They thought that the face mask was the boy's face. And so uh, any human contact that they came into, especially anybody who was sick, uh, and the boy came and touched, it would turn him into one of those face mask zombies because the nanites think that they're repairing them. And so uh, basically Doctor Who just kind of uh, programs the nanites correctly and everything gets fixed. But anyway, that's what this reminded me of. That's what this creature basically did. If something was damaged in um, Jazur, he would repair it, whether it be a person or whether it be a building or whether it be the planet itself. And so, of course, Brainiac's like, that's awesome because that's like the key to immortality. If I have this thing, I'm unstoppable and this is awesome. And then so he's like, I want this for myself. And somehow, whenever Superman's fighting him, which wasn't included in any of these issues, the nanites end up on Superman some way. Oh, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. The um, the Brainiac story is in the action comics run. Right. So and there's a point. No, no. Nah. I mean, you can read it if you want. The The... There's a point where Superman goes to Brainiac's ship when he's kind of collecting Metropolis. So his point is he's going to collect Metropolis and blow up the Earth. <laughs> I just like this city. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Because <laughs> he, he did that with Kandor. Kandor was like the big Metropolis city until, or uh, sorry, Kryptonian city until Brainiac took it. And that was a whole, that's an old Silver Age thing, is this lost city of Candor that, that's in a bottle. It's a shrunken city and stuff. Oh, and, um, but, um, so he does, he does this, and I guess, and he worked with Lex Luthor, and that's why Lex Luthor ended up in jail, because he worked with Brainiac and whatever. But, um, in that issue, Superman gets there and finds a Kryptonian suit, or is able to get a Kryptonian suit, and, and all this stuff, kind of kinda like in, kind of like in Man of Steel, right. and then these little nanites jump onto the suit or whatever, and he takes it back with it, him, and, that, and then for five years they're kind of dormant, and then start kicking into gear there. Right. That's also what didn't make sense. I didn't understand why they why they suddenly started. Um, There's no reason why they suddenly okay. story story comics. Yeah. So this could happen. That's why they suddenly started. Um, but I guess one of the nanites, you know, they fell off um, while he was doing his laser beams. And so that became the fire thing. And then one of the nanites fell off while he was using his uh, x-ray vision. And so that became the invisible, invisible thing. And then when he did the thing with the freeze breath. That became the ice thing. And then the, when they found him and they were able to, like, they were all kind of attacking him. The whole point was to assume him. Because he clearly has all the stuff. Uh, and then so they're going to basically make a perfect world um, 
based off of his image. I'm not really sure how that worked, but uh, but I couldn't. Really... I didn't understand. Yeah, that's where it fell apart for me. That last issue where I couldn't understand the villain and I couldn't understand his motivation or why he all, all of a sudden started. Um, but but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Like uh, I thought it was fun. It was a fun read. Um, there were some cool themes in there that I liked. But... 